I would like a spin-off show with all of Jane's personalities, please and thank you. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of the Doom Patrol. Season 1, Episode 9, Jane Patrol. Premiered April 12th of 2019. It was written by Marcus Dowzine and directed by Harry Giergian. I give this one an 8 out of 10. I expected to be, you know, being quite frank, giving it a much lower score. I'm not a huge fan of this new emergence of every female heroine on the darker context of things being a recipient of rape or sexual assault somewhere in that vicinity. I said previously, I am exhausted by the trope. So when I knew we were going into Jane's head this episode, I was like, oh, this may be a snooze fest for me because I'm not as invested in those type of arcs. However, I do think they did an admirable job by not making this Jane versus Jane. Like the smartest thing they did was make the underground and give us different actors that portray who the actual personalities were. That is what worked, particularly Penny Farthing, who I have never liked in Jane's personality, but I absolutely adored in this episode. So I think that was someone's smart move. It did not overplay the actress which I think she does a good job. I don't think she's a shitty actress, but I'm not, like even after this episode, I'm still not as attached to that character as say Larry and even to a lesser extent, Vic. Cliff still is down, very down on the list and Jane is a little bit above him. And it's not even that I have an issue with Jane whatsoever, it is just because I've seen this too many times. So it's unfortunate, but I'm also watching 13 Reasons Why, and that may that may include why I'm a little burnt out from the, the subject. So I'm not gonna go scene by scene in this one just because it is late and I have four children at my house, all under the age of 11. And <laughs> very short moment to get some recordings in and I still have to do Merlin so but this for the most part there's not you know we were in one scene or at least one montage for most of the episode which was the underground but Jane is taken back to Doom Manor she is being asked by Rita repeatedly to come back to us we're worried there are banter sometimes I don't like. I don't know if maybe the writers in the room just think it's okay, but I think, you know what? It's a CW thing. They don't look at their previous scripts at all. And I can always tell because the dialogue is so repetitive. I know if you had looked at, like, cause when I'm re- rereading or proofreading anything that I type up, you read it the first time, you read it through the second time, you try to change that repetitive dialogue to give it less of a stale feeling. That is not happening in the writer's room. <laughs> and many CW shows that it's really irritating and irksome. Maybe they'll do better in season two because we have more 
people now that we are starting some fresh blood but man i need them to stop assigning scripts out because it's fucking cheaper and get at least one person to look through and be like okay does this not sound dumb because all of them arguing like well rita why are you doing this well i'm doing something i mean why sit there and bitch if you ain't got nothing to add to the conversation that to me is an irritating trait of all of these characters with Vic being the only one saying you know I'm scander she's perfectly fine her brain activity is still functioning properly so medically she's good but I think that she's stuck in her own mind that makes sense however he tries to uh <laughs> honey I shrunk the kids it but it is enough of an idea that JB pops out of Larry's body which every time that happens especially when Larry's immense intense I chuckle every time because I think he be being petty. <laughs> He's like, I ain't even gonna tell you when I'm coming. And why have we, th no one is putting together the fact that uh, they keep calling him negative man. So that's good that that's out there. I'm gonna keep calling him JB. But he is able to put people in other worlds right he got them out of that last person's world i feel like larry really need like y'all looking for the professor or niles calder why don't y'all try to focus on the only person that probably once they find him can get him wherever out he is like y'all need to find a way to communicate with jb besides larry because he pops out and everybody's just like oh okay he's gonna do his thing i'm gonna let him do his thing <laughs> Which is fine. I would let him do his thing too. Because he seems like the smartest one in the group. But he touches. How is explained. He touches Cliff's brain. And then he touches Jane. And then Cliff is sent into Jane's brain. Looking like himself. Which I like seeing the actor. I do like Brandon Fraser. I know I give Cliff a lot of shit. But he didn't write his dialogue. <laughs> the way in which it gets delivered by a robot sometimes is a little different sometimes it's great sometimes it's not because you have to sync up the movements of the face with the dialogue and there are times they do it really well and then there are times that it, it definitely disconnects and maybe because I'm just an observant ass I would of course pick that apart but that I think is what is not connecting fully with the actor and its portrayal and then he's like i should have never started therapy and she's like i'm pretty sure that was the rat's idea and it's not even like therapy was bad idea and not only that like i said i said this previously i know i'm repeating myself but um i've also been drinking look i got four fucking kids in the house what did you think was gonna be happening but um Shit, I think I lost my train of thought. <laughs> what was I talking about? Cliff. Cliff, Cliff, Cliff. Oh, about his um his personality. Fuck, I, I lost it. I don't know where I'm at. And I'm not about to go back and find out what I was talking about. Hopefully it'll come back to me. Because <laughs> I'm not going back. But he goes into her mind. He is himself. And he is trying to find her in this underground world, which we see from Jane's perspective once they drag, which I did like that because you saw 
Karen being dragged. Like everything about the underworld was cool. <laughs> when they was dragging her on the train tracks, now we understand there is a driver eight who runs a train between the personalities and who's going to go into the light and assume the identity of Jane herself. But it's not really Jane, really. It's Kay, but we can get... Uh, I'm not about to inception it. <laughs> um, we need Hammerhead in her actual personality form. Some of them they gave... I tried to write all the names down, but I didn't. I like the fact that Silvertongue was black. Then we have Polly. I didn't understand what, why singing to Polly, just to show that the actress can sing. That seems to be a trope of all CW people. What, y'all just love to fucking do musicals, don't you? It's not y'all fault. But they all surround her with the professor or the secretary. We've seen the professor before, right? There were some other people. I didn't recognize Polly. Um, I wrote another few names down. But yeah, I didn't catch them all. But they were interesting. And they say, you got to get back up there and restore order. She's like, I don't want to because it's hard and I don't like it. She must have said that at least 20 times this episode. And I get where they were going with it. Like, oh, going to the land of living is so rough. But hey, we get one life. Y'all need to appreciate that shit. <laughs> I need someone to be the optimist here. But apparently that job falls to Penny Farthing, who is also there. We meet a little bit later. She gets on the train, Jane that is, because she's been pressured to going back and taking control. But she hits the emergency brake with driver eight and conspiracy together so that she can figure some shit out i did like that she wanted to understand herself why she everything is out of disorder and apparently if jane is not up there everything doesn't correlate as it should I was trying to figure this whole underground thing out, but I'm I'm still, I think we have more to learn. And I think that's going to be part of, part and parcel of what's interesting. Because if you've ever watched Legion, which I only watched season one, I need to watch season two, but I was really, I really hated the blonde girl. <laughs> I don't know why I felt so bad. I just did not like the actress. It had nothing to do with, I thought she had good, um, good chemistry with the other actor. I just, I was way more interested in that show about the main character, I forgot his name, than I was about this whole other shit that was going on. And sometimes it went in directions I wasn't intrigued in, but it also had things I wanted to be intrigued by. So it's an interesting show that I need to get back to and binge at some point. But it's the same concept. And when they went into his brain, that was pretty much the best time I had with that show and knowing and figuring out these different type of personalities there's just there is a lot to be mined there i just wish it was never or always associated with molestation but in legion's case he just was born of a mutant hey we could have had that so cliff is trying to fix shit he's all he's been doing this oh that's the point i was trying to make about the fact that jane's an asshole too and they keep on acting like Cliff is the only one <laughs> who'll be saying things that are hurtful and truly mean. She does the exact same thing and yet no one is asking her to apologize. Everyone's chasing her around and I think that is a, a point, a negative point in the show's favor on balancing the acts of the characters. 
Penny Farthing tries to get Jane to go back, take control, not search for herself, but she's not interested in that. They meet up by a memory. They discuss that memories are shared between them. And even Jane doesn't know which memories are whom's. And that was another part of the interesting considering some of those personalities down there are not her. Are they, Cause she's like, some of them look like her, some of them don't. I like the ones that don't look like her the best because it's just another actor and another performance that you can get. So, and, and I, I'm really thrown by the memories. So did she just know these people? I don't know. Where did we start? I knew we started in Arkansas. I didn't catch the year. So Driller Bill and Hammerhead, two of the, I'm guessing the underground bosses, they take Cliff to jail, put him in a cell next to Karen, who for some reasons like, they don't have what me and Dougie have. You'll never have love with her or what you want. I don't, I thought this was supposed to be going father or daughter, but they're really trying to make this as if it is romantic and I'm not getting that whatsoever, but okay. I, I, yeah, little disconnect there. She then goes to the sisters that tell her to go to the well. I did like the no questions, <laughs> like no refunds. And Penny tells her it's a bad idea. Miranda went there and it didn't work out for her. Like who the fuck is Miranda? Cliff is still in jail, but he is able to use his super strength because he completely forgets he has it to break through a wall. Uh, Penny Feather, Penny Farthing shows up to help him the rest of the way and explains, no, that's not Jane you're looking at. That's one of her memories. And the fastest way to travel through the underground is through memories. Some are happy, but the deeper you go, the darker they are. Sometimes good memories are attached to bad memories. Apparently, we see one memory that Jane does of her playing with a dog. <laughs> and then she is picked up by corporate sanitarium folks. So they just run around chasing her ass. I don't get that. Like, I I know many things about, <laughs> like, unless this is a, a part of some government place. Most, most uh, I won't say nut houses because it sounds terrible, but most of the mental facilities ain't sending people out on the streets to look for you. That's not, nope. Mm -mm. If you get arrested, sure. <laughs> but are they driving around in the van looking for your ass? No, they are not. But um, the next memory that they go through is through a classroom, Cliff and Penny, where we meet Miranda, but the teacher is calling her Kay Chalice. Now Kay is the name that is her original, because that's what her father says, sweet baby girl. Uh, so I'm guessing Miranda was the first personality that emerged after Kay. And then Jane took over, because she said she was a primary. So there's primaries and then there's people that just chill out. Penny is one of those that chill, chill out. And she also doesn't have a stutter when she is in the underground, when she has anxiety, she does have a stutter. But, they go through Miranda's station. She has killed and tortured and maimed a lot of people before she threw herself in the well. And that's a little insight that <laughs> her, once she decided to become Miranda, she got a lot more violent. What's up with that teacher um, 
given a whole bunch of education that I know someone went home and told their parents because I know they looked at the homework and they was like, yeah, fuck no. So unless, I get it was Arkansas, but some of the jokes they try to throw in are funny. Some of them I'm just like, uh, why? Like this, the relevance here, other than to say Southerners have, yeah, we all know that. <laughs> We're in, in 2020, I don't even want to see the fact that they teach it at the schools. You don't have to teach it in the schools. Parents teach it to their children. We were fucked over. That goddamn Lincoln fucked us all over. <laughs> uh, they end up fighting Jane. An argument ensues. I didn't like the argument because it's the same three words that they exchange with each other. Fuck off. Um, I'm sorry. Fuck off. Okay, but I'm really sorry. Okay, let me beg you now to fuck off. Then he follows her anyway, because of course he is. I mean, your fucking brain. <laughs> she goes to the well. We find out that her dad is the one with the puzzle pieces. So I'm guessing that black dude that we saw a few episodes ago is maybe someone who has to make people face their fears. Because he could not have manifested the puzzle pieces. And good job on Shy calling that that this was associated with something that coincided with the molestation. Ugh. I mean, the molestation in itself is always gonna be vile. She goes to the well, she is very helpless. When the, I thought they did a good job on the CGI of the giant father figure made of puzzle pieces. And then, what was the guy, but I can't remember who the, horribly dressed person was with the sharper knives like men can't pass through and that's when you find out this is why Jane got hope from Cliff because this is not like she sees and maybe that's the whole that's why I said when did this go into the romantic part because she clearly sees Niles Calder because we have an interview with them where she's like you're not my dad you're nothing like my dad and she sees him as a father figure so does she really see Cliff as more than uh I'm so confuddled on that one. So very confuddled. And he takes off his skin. He says, I'm not a man. I'm, I was a lesser person. I was a man, but I was a lesser person when I was. So I need to embrace the fact that I'm a fucking robot. Okay, that's fine. It's great because it explains that. Yeah, because he doesn't have a dick or anything in which to physically assault her in that way that they can have a more intimate relationship than she would have with any other man. That's what they were trying to convey here. And he realizes, I guess, that he has to peel off, that was gross, all of his skin to, to, to be, like I have to give up this idea of being a man if I am gonna be her friend or what she needs. Cause he's like, you need me. <laughs> and then like he, gets split in half by the dad puzzle piece figure and she says not him you destroy everything not him and then she's brought back and he says that's not my story to tell and that's pretty much the end of the episode so like I said not bad just not particularly great I feel like this is just one of those episodes I have to get through or it was going to be something we were going to have to get through but now that it's over I want to move on and with that said let's get into the feedback
want to send feedback, you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can send it via audio format. You can send it via written format. First up tonight, we have Queen Shy. Hey, Christina. It's me, Shy, here to talk about Doom Patrol Episode 9. Um, yeah, I'm just sitting here on a dreary, rainy Saturday afternoon slash evening watching television just relaxing after a long hard week and um yeah so now i'm providing my thoughts on this episode um which i would say gave off a except inception type vibe um where is that we're delving into jane's memories her psyche uh after last episode Jane went into some trance like state and this episode everybody's freaking out spazzing out don't know what to do um Cliff jokingly talks about going into her brain to get her go or no not Cliff Vic I think it was Vic that said um about talked about going inside her body and uh everybody like haha yeah we talk about doing something impossible then negative dude um which i for the life of me can never remember what exactly his name is negativity i don't know anyways he jumps out of larry's body and commits to inserting cliff's mind into jane's mind to go find her and bring her back so that was, uh, you know, I like that. That was good. That was neat. I'm, I'm liking that power. I'm wondering if um, at some point later on that's going to come in handy. So, yeah, we'll see. But anyway, um, Jane is trying to, I guess, confront her demons, her dreams, her memories, um, get to the bottom of it. And so she's delving into her psyche, talking to different personalities. Um, and Cliff is going down there to get her. So, I mean, I like this one. I mean, I wasn't too surprised. I mean, we even talked about this before. Not too surprised what was the root of her trauma was sexual abuse. <clears throat> Not too surprised that it was her father. I mean, we, we knew it was some male figure in her life. So, yes find out it's dad dear old dad i was wondering about mom i originally thought that mom might have died in childbirth um and wasn't around but no she's there she just happens to not be home when daddy dearest decides to be a pervert um and abuse his child so that was the only thing that I mean yeah like I said it was not really anything too surprising about why Jane is the way she is it was nice to see a few more of her personalities we got to see Hammerhead um and we got to see Driver 8 and Penny Farthling I think that's the one the stuttering one those were the, the ones that played a big role um and there's the other one with the Ezra Scissorhands type <laughs> vibe. Um, can't remember what she's called. Unfortunately, 
I didn't take any notes. I was just watching the episode. So I'm really at this point just winging it, going off of memory. Um, like, basically, like I said, I mean, it was good to see some more backstory for Jane because I've, was one of the things I was hoping to see. So we got a little bit more of that. I feel like we didn't really learn, or at least I didn't really learn anything new. We just got a cool way of seeing a victim confront her abuser. Um, I would say that was pretty unique. I enjoyed that. But outside of like the story itself, it wasn't really anything too surprising or anything, you know, I learned, learned in regards to the overall, you know, story of Jane. Um, we just got to be introduced to her personalities and things of that nature and we got to see her and Cliff come to an understanding um yeah so I thought that was really great that it was Cliff that went in there and um talked to her and helped her you know face her demon but other than that I mean we didn't get any Mr. Nobody or Niles in this one. This was primarily a Jane episode, hence why it was called Jane Patrol. And that was primarily what this one was about. It wasn't too complicated, wasn't too in-depth. So I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it because, you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. Um, so I look forward to getting more i mean this one was episode nine so we only i looked it up we only have 15 episodes this season so we should be starting to get into the nitty-gritty of it all and starting to see things come together and see where we go from here i will say i'm still looking forward to learning a bit more about vic and what happened with him and his mom and dad and stuff like that but yeah i'm sure that's coming Look forward to having Mimi join the adventure. Um, I'm sorry that she was not able to send anything previously, but hopefully she'll be able to do it this time. But that's all I got. Oh, also, um, I'm pretty. I'm very curious about which personality, because I'm sure one of the personalities killed their old dad. And did I say that I'm wondering what happened to mom? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to what happened to mom as well. So, but yeah, anyway, that's all I got. Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Yeah, there isn't really much to add. It was a pretty straightforward, and like you said, we already knew this was pretty much the backstory. So, I think the biggest takeaway from this episode is the underground and getting a little bit of detail on how that works and the different personalities on there. That was pretty much the biggest takeaway from this episode and some intrigue there that it, she doesn't completely understand how it works herself, which means that we'll get to go on that journey with her to figure that out. As far as JB, AKA just negative man, you were halfway there. <laughs> negative man is who he is. I think they're saving the big like I honestly think they're treading water for the most part to give people like Jane and Cliff more of a spotlight because like I said previously 
JB, aka Negative Man, and Larry have a big part to play in the end of this. They have to. And then clearly with the fallout of what we saw in the painting with Vic, whatever secret he has to come out is also going to be game changing. So I have a feeling they're saving those in the back pocket for when they need to get into the nitty gritty of this fight with Mr. Nobody. I'm not as bothered by the actual, and I'm not saying you are either, but I'm not really too bothered by the fact that they have this big thing going on in the background and, or big bad guys to say, and yet we have focus on other things. That's perfectly fine with me. <laughs> I, I'm not that really interested in Mr. Nobody that I'm missing him. And he always shows up with pets. And I think we're getting enough of him. Like, he wants to lead them on this journey. He feels like Joker to me. He's not the exact threat. He wants them to self-incinerate. So, in order to do that, like I said, he's using their secrets against them. I think I said, like I said, 14 times in this podcast. It's really annoying. And y'all know I have a problem with that. With repetitive dialogue. See, I corrected the mind. So, so. Don't think I'm being any harsher on UCW than I am on my own self. And speaking of Mimi, she gave me her feedback on 7 and 8. She said it was mainly for me, but I don't have to play it on the podcast, but I am. Uh, and then her thoughts on episode 9. So you're about to get the full Mimi dose that you have been wanting. So here we go. What up, Christina? It's Mimi. I am sending in some feedback for Doom Patrol. So my bad on not sending feedback for episode seven. Apparently I was an episode behind. I looked at the dates of when you were recording, but I didn't realize we were on eight until I listened to the last podcast for Doom Patrol. I thought it was going to be six. I was getting the, I don't know if you remember, but I had watched the season before you added it on the roster and I was using the app and this I guess this was when they were transitioning to HBO Max I didn't know all of this but they I don't know if they just put samples of them but I'm I'm watching episodes and they're not in order of what you're watching so there was like a whole episode when I think it was episode four or something like that and I'm like this is not what I remember watching I was like, this don't sound familiar at all. So when I go back and look, then all the episodes are there and I can see the order. And the one I seen the finale already. And then I think I saw like maybe one of them in the middle. I as soon as I see it again, I'll tell you, Okay, this was the episode I watched that was like five or six. It was ridiculous. Anyway, so I have some feedback, just some general thoughts for seven and eight. And then I'll jump back in for nine because I want to keep this under 10 minutes so just really quick with seven I like this episode a lot I felt like even though <laughs> um it looked like Cliff was going through some things um I do feel like um some of the characters got some growth um I gotta say Rita gets on my nerve um I guess it's good that she finally came to terms with that Rita fair or whatever her her stage name is isn't really her um maybe now she can come to terms with the fact that she is not as great as she thinks she is um because her powers are gross and i'm sick of looking at her turn into a blob like if she could use it for something and it actually be beneficial that'd be great but just seeing her turn into a blob like dripping through the vents that was disgusting and i'm sick of seeing her do that 
Um, I did like Larry a lot. I think he's probably become my favorite character. I think this was the first time that I saw him actually without his bandages. And I see why he wears them because he's not a normal like like burn victim. He looks like blue tinged and that's that would definitely draw some attention. I thought he just looked like a burn victim, which I mean, I could understand someone not wanting to be stared at, but you've seen burn victim burn victims before, so it's not to me, you know, people are going to look at you cuz some people are just rude like that, but um just walking around like people will know not to look at him because okay he's a burn victim it 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 happens even though like he's alive so we should be happy for that but he's like blue and it doesn't even look like burns it looked like his face like morphed it's like kind of bubbly I don't even know how to explain it but that um makes sense why he wears the bandages I just I'm trying to understand like is the entity in his body like can it just take over him like can they have moments where um instead of him just leaving his body because then he'll just be like a puppet just a pile of meat on the ground like can he like what people have like split personalities like jane can he like just okay why don't you have a mental day where you be with you know your boo saying and i'm gonna take over for today like can he do that or is he just in there like it's like having two minds but because larry is the dominant person like he's always the one that's around i'm not sure so i'm just curious I, maybe you explained this before and i just missed it or i just don't understand um but um i am very interested in larry um vic that whole thing with him you know being super thirsty like trying to find a boo thing like <laughs> when he took a picture of himself with his shirt up i was like why is he making a thirst trap he gets on my nerve like don't you have like stuff that needs to be done like more important things than you sitting there trying to be sexy taking photos trying to get a booty call i don't know if you hear that noise in the background my dog is oh he gets on my nerve between him and my son i swear i can't do nothing <sighs> anyway um that was interesting i loved how like we got to see them like in their own time frames like that was pretty cool like vic was 2002 rita was 1930 larry was 1935 so it really puts into like your mind how long they've been dealing with this and how long they've been like actually just alive just in general and um i guess honestly like i never i don't know why but i never in my like wildest dreams thought jane was gonna be born in 1950 i don't understand how she's so old like does she not age like is this how old she's gonna look forever so that whole house is just never gonna get old they just they are they gonna live sorry i don't know what you heard just now but I, I got a phone call so it like paused everything i don't remember the last thing i was saying um but um i think i was talking about jane just i was really surprised at how old she is i guess these people have been with um niles for a long time um I also have to agree with you, Christina, that Cliff is annoying as shit. And the funny part was, is that even though he had that damn rat in his brain for, you know, however many hours, you know, it wasn't until he started hallucinating that people actually noticed because he's such a fucking idiot that no one could tell that he was malfunctioning because he's so stupid. They really need to make him a better character because he's annoying. 
and I feel like if I it took me this long y'all must be like losing it because he is irritating as hell um I also don't understand why <sighs> okay sorry once again he called me for something real dumb because he just sent me a text message I'm not gonna get mad <sighs> just gonna finish what I was saying I am just it bothers me that Jane like I understand she has multiple personalities but like she can like talk trash about everybody and their mama as hammerhead or whoever the hell one of her personalities are but as soon as somebody try and drag her she want to get her fucking feelings hurt and turn into Karen or whatever <laughs> it's annoying <laughs> like I get what Cliff said was hurtful but it was pretty true and in his defense bitch you started it <laughs> <laughs> you can't just drop bombs and be a bitch and then expect some people to just take like how long does she expect people to just continue to take her abuse before they lash out at her you know multiple personalities or not someone needs to be held accountable for her raggedy ass attitude and I feel like Cliff what he said was not even that bad he lucky ain't nobody want to fight her because I feel like Jane would push me to the point where me and her would be fucking boxing hammerhead I don't give a shit what your name is like you're an asshole and this is what happens when you continuously be an asshole people don't like you they talk trash about you and when you decide you want to talk shit about them they get mad and they lash out so yeah that's how it's gonna be um since I already kind of went into you know this episode eight I kind of didn't like I guess it was interesting but I personally only enjoy the Danny Street part um I gotta be honest with you as soon as I saw I think his name is Wilson I was like why does he look like a drag queen to me like I feel like I've seen him somewhere before and sure enough he turned out to be a drag queen I was all about that Danny Street like it was pretty dope I would visit probably stay a couple days on vacation it'd be good times I loved it I love how it ended I loved how they you know how it even how they even got uh cyborg and larry to even go there um i love that we got to see matt boomer i think that's his name you know face because he's super hot it's nice to see his like you know physique and his singing voice that was nice um i love that they had a black mannequin like what how do you see black mannequins not really and on tv come on now i noticed that i mean and she even had a fro like loved it um I guess I could talk about Karen I hated everything about this that bitch got on my nerve and I feel like I like I'm all for what uh Cliff did but I feel like Rita should have been like Hammerhead told you that the reason this dude keep taking her back is because she's using her powers on him like can y'all like slap the bitch you know knock her out or something like seriously like y'all see what she's doing why aren't we trying harder I don't know her personalities being able to just take over and just do shit really bothers me and I feel like since Niles isn't there somebody needs to step up and be in charge of this bitch because she cannot just be flossing her ass through the world like she is clearly a danger to everybody around her and this Karen bitch is crazy and I think it's hilarious that they named her Karen like that in itself is hilarious but that's really all I gotta say because that episode was don't get me wrong I didn't I didn't dislike it but I think between the two I liked seven better that ending though in seven I forgot to bring that up with the the mouse <laughs> that whole thing was hilarious I don't know why Mr. Nobody is 
the best villain I've ever seen because he cracks me up the shit he be doing the things that he says the way that they have him play like I love it like it's so unexpected and I and I'm here for it um I really like that that's all I gotta say I am actually looking forward to being uh, right on schedule with everybody else now I'm caught up I did send my feedback I'm about to watch uh Raised with Wolves um before I go to work and then I will be set um I'm looking forward to this week um because these shows are getting really good um so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch out what up Cena? it's mimi i am calling with my doom patrol uh feedback uh this is gonna be season one episode nine i am i don't like to brag actually i'm lying i love bragging anyway i am finally caught up um and i did find the recording for my um last doom patrol so i'm gonna send that too you want to play both of them you can but i thought it was just gone into oblivion but it's still saved so hopefully it sends this time but anyway um i just literally just finished watching it and i gotta say this has probably been my favorite episode thus far like it was just really good from the beginning to the end i was hoping we got to meet all of jane's personalities i didn't know how that was going to be possible but the way that they did it was pretty freaking dope I really enjoyed it and you know seeing the actress that plays Jane she did really really good um I it's funny though because Jane in this episode kind of acts like Hammerhead so (laughs) she could be a jerk when she wants to too so that's interesting um I, I I guess I could just start from the beginning um I don't know Rita is annoying and I don't know if she's ever gonna not get on my nerve um and I don't know if it's the actress that plays Rita that bothers me or if it's the actual character it could possibly easily be both I don't know but she wasn't too much in this um episode so (laughs) my head's on the new why this episode was great um I will say Larry is probably his story is definitely interesting and he's one of my favorites too um I love um but I I love this episode solely because it I just had so many questions about all of Jane's personalities like how it's supposed to work how like you know why she developed all of them but it it sounds like uh, you know she just had a mental break and then the Miranda I think Mm -hmm. Miranda was the character from so she's had these multiple personalities since she was a child and I guess uh, I kind of thought like she like I assume she had some type of psychological damage from being sexually abused by her own father and the thing you know they usually don't say but most of the time just I'm just gonna throw this out there because I want to remind you that I used to be um uh, well, I guess you'd say I went to school for child psychology. So I have read a lot of things about, you know, sexual assault on ch- like child abuse, like physical, sexual neglect. So like a lot of the times that I've seen just from things that I've read, you know, encounters that, you know, I, I used to wa- watch a lot of, you know, I guess that documentaries about children that, you know, had a really bad life just I don't know why just you know I felt like you know I just wanted to know that 
information for my own knowledge. So I used to watch a lot of, you know, documentaries on it. And a lot of the time, the the mother knew, unfortunately, and they just turned a blind eye. Um, they just never said anything. And, you know, it seems like it just seems as though the likelihood that Jane's mom didn't know what was happening is very slim now i'm not saying that all of sexually abused children um their their parents are aware that's not what i'm saying but i'm just saying when it's the dad usually most of the the information i've seen like just from tv not anything like i don't have any statistics or anything like that but just what i've seen the mother does know um so you know it probably started she looked like she was maybe like five six um years old when her dad did it to her first time i'm assuming that when she was doing that puzzle like that moment meant something and that was like her special place because that was must have been the time that was the moment before you know her pureness her innocence was taken away so i always assume you know the puzzles that we saw in the previous episode meant something now exactly we know what it is and now you know jane's character knows what that special place is and why it's so you know calming and it, it means something to you know the underground because it must have that must have been the beginning and then we see she you know grew up in like a sane asylums um in the 70s so she probably had some depression some anxiety um i would assume some rage since she has not only um hammerhead but what was it something drill something i don't know that black lady like <laughs> and then like uh silver tongue like a lot of her um personalities are crazy so and they look like they're prone to violence so clearly she has some rage issues so it must have been going back and forth since she was little so i feel like i always assumed that her personalities developed from them you know giving her powers i don't we don't know exactly what happened we know she was experimented on so i thought that's what happened but i think the reason she developed 64 different um powers was because they injected her jane's body with something but she had so many different personalities that are literally living inside of her um that they all got their own power some of those things were creepy as hell like in the jail the i don't know the scarecrow in the corner creepy the freaking um lady with the x in her eye oh my god i'm telling you that that's like a nightmare down there like some of them that I don't even know like the ghost look oh, I can't remember the names I didn't write any write any of them down but some of those freaking personalities looked scary as shit I'm not even gonna lie um but being able to see them you know like some of them we had seen the names but seeing their faces and I love that they used different actors or I should say actresses and not just have the actress that plays Jane and like different costumes I love that we got to see a different group like we we know like from looking at this these people are completely different from jane and that was really cool i loved how the i don't know the energy ball what what did you call jb is what you you named him christina um just jumped out of larry's body and was like magic school bus it is and he just touched uh jane and then he touched cliff and then poof they he was in her head and i loved how 
you know, he was really happy that he was a human man. And then in the end, he knew that being Cliff, the robot, was going to save Jane. So he was totally okay with, like, ripping his flesh off. And I don't know why. I, I'm i not the one that knows this kind of stuff, Christine, so I'll, I'll let you, you know, talk about it. But it, it definitely represented something for him to shed his human self and be like, I'm not a man. Like, he knew he wasn't and I feel like he's finally come to terms with it and him not being a man actually is what helped her so that was pretty pretty cool um what else uh I don't know um oh and it's it seems as though like I feel like maybe Jane like kind of knew that you know something in her childhood happened something bad but it seems as though not up until, you know, her dad, puzzle dad came up out of the well that they didn't remember that they were sexually abused as a child. Did anybody else get that vibe? Because that's the way it felt. And, you know, seeing and hearing must have crippled them. Like, you know, she must have suppressed it so far down. Like, I know my childhood was shitty, but I just didn't know how bad it was. And, you know, seeing that one scene where you know he drags her off while she before she finishes her puzzle must have brought everything up because she looked wrecked when she was standing up at the well when cliff finally saw her and i'm just so happy that it was cliff that she decided to stand up to her dad for to save him she was like not like because i just for the life of me i couldn't understand why like i know hammerhead hates everybody you know so clearly she don't care about cliff and baby doll is just a child and she's just obsessed with you know things that you know playing and she thinks cliff is scary so i get why she doesn't like him but it just seemed like cliff and jane were really good friends and i don't know if he thinks of her like a daughter but i just know that he cares about her more than i feel like i would have she would have been getting on my nerve because 97 percent of the time she's a fucking asshole I know it's not Jane. I know it's one of her personalities, but Jane isn't available all the time. So the fact that even though most of her personalities suck, he was still willing to deal with that just because he loved Jane so much. So I, I like that we know now for sure that Jane loves him too, because she stood up to her puzzle dad and got rid of him, pushed those memories back and come to terms with that. However, and this is my last little point because I literally just watched it so I remember it pretty clearly. When she opened her eyes on the table, I don't know why, I just did not get the vibe that that was Jane. <laughs> I don't know who that's going to be, but I don't think that's Jane. I'm going to throw that out there. Maybe Baby Doll. While everybody else is fucking around, she was trying to sneak up on... I, I don't know. I I'm just gonna throw that out there. I, I could be wrong about it being baby doll, but I am certain that that was not Jane. Watch, watch the next episode show, and then I'm wrong as hell, as usual. Whatever. That's my prediction. I'm sticking to it. I'm sure I'll be wrong, but you know, I get, I gotta shoot my shot every now and then, Christina. So, um, that's it for me. Um, yep, I don't, I don't have anything else. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the Couch, Mimi out.
I know Shy is somewhere orgasming over all that Mimi. She's like, oh, give it to me, baby. Seriously, but we are all happy that you're finally on the same page as we are. See, that's why I didn't fuck with DC Universe. She got that shit for a year. She did. After Titans, I was like, you will never get a dollar from me again. Season two. At the end, I was like, nope, 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 nope. And then when I saw that it was moving to HBO Max, that's when I was like, oh, and I didn't even, I was like, I'd rather try HBO Max. <laughs> That's why I waited and put it off. But like I said, you probably didn't know. Or like you said, I should say. But to jump into your notes. And you already seen the damn finale. So you know how this ends. But it's okay. You get to fill in all the blanks. And not uh, tell us anything. Because you did bullshit. So you're not a spoiler. And you hate spoilers. So I trust you. Now about your last point about her not being Jane. That was totally Jane. <laughs> You're like, I'll bet you I'm probably wrong. I don't, I think th if it wasn't Jane, then it would be a different ending. Like if there was a conflict and maybe she was trying to step him down and if there was more that went on in that scene, I would be more inclined. That would actually be a really cool thing to have happened. But scene where it ended where she was able to finally step up to her father i think that was the symbolism that she had all episode because she, this episode was clearly her leading down the dark path that would throw her propel her into the well where that's that's nothing but darkness despair depression and you will never come back out from that right that's what happened to miranda uh the primary can't function anymore it's it's the symbolism for internal or a mental suicide right she decides i'm not even gonna try anymore she was lamenting this entire episode that she did not want to try anymore it's too hard things are shitty i have to figure people out i don't want to do anything like that she has to put her feelings on the line yada 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 i get all the reasons why she's an asshole but like you said it's not easy living with an asshole but i guess cliff can deal with it because he is himself an asshole so that's why they get along so damn well but also why they're two of my least favorite characters rita she's third on the list and the only reason why she's not further down is because she hasn't been in a many <laughs> she hasn't been in as many scenes and i do feel as if once we do get some of her story it's gonna be so fucking dark they're gonna drag the shit out of her because <laughs> she was like you said 1930 they go they gonna definitely and this show seems like it is really inclined to go there like there sometimes it don't work sometimes it's a little cheesy because they had the nazi thing in the first episode but they're trying to make relevant statements right and i think her being a white woman in 1930s and our first introduction is her uh in africa doing something just i mean literally got a man who barely got the job fire because she didn't like the way he looked because he was scarred that's the type of person that we're dealing with so once they deep into get into that that's gonna be some dark shit so that's why i feel as if the whole vic the even negative man and and jb or i should say jb and <laughs> larry who is also my favorite character by far i i love larry 
him and and like is even when he's sarcastic he's just mo- like i feel as if everyone else is an ass and he's just sarcastic he's like oh i didn't realize that you decided you wanted to you know you're all down with this supernatural shit i mean i met you three days ago and you was all about science now you like fuck it let's do this magical shit <laughs> oh that is funny when larry talks i love larry so I'm even when he says something dumb, I'm more inclined because he just and it's not that because we're, we're not really getting that much on his personality and his backstory. We're getting just as much as say Jane and Cliff, but his is digestible versus Cliff. Oh, I was a shitty dad and a shitty person, and you know, okay. <laughs> and now in death in brain form you're still that way and you're learning but yeah I did think that was hopefully a turning moment from him too because he says you need me but I think he needs her as well and I think it's because of her he was able to reveal or pull back those layers of his human form and accept who he truly is like okay I'm not a human I'm not good but I, th- I think also it's a tie-in from last episode where he thought you know everyone's looking at him and he his worst fear ever is my daughter's gonna see me and i'm a monster right people are gonna think i'm a monster and then i think that kid literally turning around his bike going home putting in work to look and be like him and choosing to befriend him was a big deal for him i think that was really poignant because it showed that he's not a monster not to everyone he's actually rather cool to some people and that he does have a purpose or he can have a purpose past this and then he said even earlier like you're trying to be the hero yeah we kind of almost forget i sure as shit did that that's where we started with cliff him being the only one saying we have to do something let's do the right thing let's save these townspeople that was cliff now, we haven't seen Hero Cliff in a long time. We've seen Complaint Cliff. We've seen Drag Everybody when I'm feeling down about myself and infected Rat Cliff. <clears throat> Lord. So, <laughs> I was like, I'm not pausing to get that out of my throat. So, yeah, I think that there was a lot of character work. I know you said I'll let you explain him ripping off. I mean, it, it, it's deep, but I think it was just, just uh, the necessary step he needed. And it also explains to the audience why this relationship would work and be closer than any other relationship Jane can have. It's because he does not have the equipment to threaten her or make her feel that threat in a certain way. And he's also a man. And every man, every woman rather you you know a man or i I don't i mean i guess yeah she could decide but you know i think she has a father figure in niles and yeah i don't know either when they decided to make this more romantic but it definitely feels with that karen conversation that's what the show is going for so we shall see that black other person with hammerhead was drill bill (laughs) um what else did she say uh about sexual abuse learning yeah i did, definitely did a lot of learning about that myself it happened in my family i know other people's families it's happened in unfortunately especially in black families well not only that i can't say just in black but statistically it is usually a family member that molests you that's 
awful, but that is also the truth. And I think that's a diff- it's a, an additional fuck into your brain because it's the one person you're supposed to trust. When a stranger molests you, you know, that's someone from the outside, someone that you love and you don't, you're confused, you, you know it's wrong, but you, it, it's very, it's a mind fuckery thing. I didn't even notice the mom was gone or mention of the mom. So there's that. Um... Yeah, did she know? Did she not know? That's the thing, and this is where I always go with the same thing I think you mentioned a few episodes ago. At this point, especially in social media, we know there are signs now if your child... Now, this is 1950, and that's where I have to go with the... (laughs) You can't... But I would think, as any mother, if you notice something weird about your child... I mean, that's just not all mothers are like that. We have to give, I mean, just like everyone's not smart and won't vote for Trump. And some of it's not because they're actually racist or (laughs) you're just like, why are you voting? I don't understand. You're the nicest person I've ever met in my entire life. What do you mean you're voting for Trump? Like, it doesn't make sense. So, I guess. But I think there's more to be explored about that story, but that's where it definitely began. I don't know if we need to technically go that much deeper there versus, like you said, the underground and these personalities and what kind of siphon off from that point. And I prefer if we did leave um, that in the past because it is part of who she is. It's part of where she became. But I think there's... If you're going to keep moving forward, you eventually have to, like I said, it doesn't seem like she knows anything about controlling the underground as much as she's just moved with it. And I think Niles, strangely enough, may have been holding them back by holding their hands all these years because the same thing with Negative Man and Larry, like he should be able, like I think he brought that up, leave messages around communicate and they're just now coming to this conclusion of oh my god it might be painful for you to be in my body oh my goodness you might have your own thoughts and feelings so i think niles is what's been been really stunting their growth all this years because he's allowed them to simply be comfortable and that's fine i mean i get needing 60 plus (laughs) 80 years to to deal with the fact that I am a blob. But I think Rita also has to learn about her powers. I think she can do a lot more shit. I mean, think about all the shit Ralph can do once he started thinking about what other things I can actually like. I can more than just stretch. So again, I think these other, some of these other stories will be eventually explored, but they're not, like they're going to have way more massive turning points than maybe the more uh the cliff and jane stuff because it almost seems like their sins are rather well not jane's of course but one would say it's a societal issue right and then the other one is i was a deadbeat dad (laughs) i was a shitty father shitty husband Okay, but you weren't an evil person. You were a race car driver who didn't do everything he could have to be a great family man. Okay, 
you, you don't deserve to be punished for that. Whereas I feel, <laughs> and then Vic being lied to, that ties into the Doom Patrol, or that ties into Justice League. So you, you don't have to tiptoe around that because there is a movie and a franchise. And they, I think they said that they're connected. I'm not sure. No, this is a different universe. But then, um, fuck, I lost my train of thought again. See, I did this, do the same thing, so don't feel bad in your feedback. How the fuck did this get an hour and 14 minutes? I literally had 20, th- 20 minutes worth of dialogue for this episode. <laughs> what else did she say? Uh, she did love the Jane episode. I don't think we all hated it. I think me and, me, me and Shy were just kind of, we were, we already went here. <laughs> um, it is both the actress though and the character of Rita that is not easily digestible. Especially because she's talking, I talk like this and you need to do this. Like that whole thing is, woo, that is not at all how one wants to hear someone speak. <laughs> I agree, Mr. Nobody is a great villain. That's why I don't need to see him very often. Because when he does step on the scene, he definitely steals it. So, yeah, I think it's smart to keep him in the background. Fucking gnats, man. God damn it. It gets on my nerves. I cannot stand the gnats of the season. I can't wait until it gets much colder. So you can get the fuck out of here. Or die. Um, what else? Black mannequins in... The Danny Street episode. Yeah, they were showing out that entire episode. And I loved it. And then your last point. Negative Man and Larry coming to some understanding about when he leaves his body. I think they did last a few episodes ago. That's when he's like, you take this one guy. I'm going to just go hang out with JB and my head. I think at some point they're going to make a more reasonable arrangement between the two. But that is also a relationship that's still, that's a work in progress, right? The more he learns, the more they begin to communicate. Like, it definitely seems as if Negative Man has started to take assertion of the scenes more than we saw him previously. And I love it. And I think that's because it's not so torturous and he doesn't want to do revenge on Larry. They're coming to some understanding. So that is it on our uh, very mega feedback but i love it <laughs> of this episode of dude patrol if you want to join in the conversation you can send that to blackocouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast black Oak couch reviews on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes and leave a review until the next time peace hair grease and black or magic <laughs>